Welcome to this Pitsy Pot episode. Today we're going to talk about St. Francis of Assisi. One of the reasons I chose this topic is that today is actually feast day, which celebrates his life and his accomplishments. He is known as the patron saint of animals, ecology, and merchants. Particularly today, when we're talking so much about climate change, I thought this would be a good topic to dive into. And as Wolf says, even secular scholars, bent on approaching the saint from a more detached historical perspective, have invariably, if inadvertently, left Francis on the pedestal where they found him. As you know, not all episodes are Canadian, but I am. I'm Rosie, and this is my podcast. Time for some history, eh? Even though today we know him as Saint Francis of Assisi, he was actually born Giovanni in honor of Saint John the Baptist, either in 1181 or 82 in Assisi, which is a duchy of Spoleto. I apologize in advance for all my name mangling, I'm not Italian. His father, Pietro di Bernadone, named him Francesco in honor of France. There's some controversy on that, so you can always look that up. He grew up in a merchant household and his father sold fine cloth. Francis was a very skilled merchant, spending more money than making it though. And he was known around town, he was known as friendly and helpful, but he was a failed knight. At 20 years old, he joined the militia against the neighboring city in the war between Assisi and Perugia. He was captured in 1202 and held for ransom due to his fine armor. He spent a year in prison and came back seriously ill and very much a changed man. After his recovery, he did more military services for the Papal States. For example, under Count Gentile against Emperor Frederick II and Apulia in late 1205. He had an epiphany. He heard a voice tell him, follow the master rather than the man. Francis took this seriously. He sold his expensive things, returned home, and then prayed a lot. Outside the city, he met a leper. At first, he was very reluctant to approach him, but he got off his horse, bent down, kissed his hand, and gave him money. Afterwards, he became visiting leper houses and hospitals. Among such episodes, the most important, according to his first biographer, Thomas of Solano, occurred at a ruined chapel in San Damignano, outside the gate of Assisi, when Francis heard the crucifix above the altar command him, Go, Francis, and repair my house which, as you see, is well nigh in ruins. After hearing this, he sold lots of his father's cloth and even the horse in Foligno. He took the money to the priest at the church of San Damignano on the outskirts of Assisi. The priest refused the money, so Francis threw the money out the window. Literally. Though this was a nice gesture, it was still considered stealing. His father was furious, and Francis went to prison. There was actually a dramatic scene in the church square. Bishop Guido of Assisi was there. There was Pietro, Francis's father, and Francis. And Pietro demanded his money back. Francis looked at him, took off all of his clothes, and said, From now on, I will not say my father, Pietro Bernadone, but our father who art in heaven. Which means that he broke away from his family. There's actually no more mention of Pietro in any contemporary documents. Francis then leaves with a cloak given by the bishop, leaving his clothes behind, and lived in the woods of Mount Subasio, which was above the city. Francis was officially disinherited. 
One day he was at Mass, which is said to be February 24th, 1208, the Feast of St. Matthias. And at this Mass he heard, And as you go, preach the message. Take no gold, nor silver, nor money in your belts, no bags for your journeys, no two tunics, nor sandals, nor a staff, for the laborer deserves his food. According to his biographer Thomas of Solano, this was a very decisive moment for Francis. He declared, this is what I wish, this is what I'm seeking, this is what I want to do from the bottom of my heart. Then he removed his shoes, he discarded his staff, and put a rough tunic. This rough cloth was tied at the waist with a rope. Afterward, he lived in poverty, he prayed, he helped the sick, he rebuilt chapels, he preached, and he begged in Assisi. He lived absolutely differently than how he had grown up. Some say that he did this to counteract the rich churches of the time, and he thought that they were very far away from the intention of Jesus. He was a great speaker, and men followed. Soon after, he created Regula Primitive, the first rule, and this was to follow the teaching of Jesus Christ and walk in his footsteps. He then led 12 disciples to Rome. Pope Innocent III gave his oral approbation to the Franciscan rule of life. And in April 16, 1210, the Friars Minor, or later we know them as the Lesser Brothers of Assisi, were recognized by the Pope, and Francis is ordained a deacon. This was actually the first time that an order was founded since St. Benedict in the 500s. His central area was actually in Porziancola, and he preached in Umbria, but then over time, the numbers in Italy grew. In 1212, Francis organized the second order for women that became known as the Poor Clares. This order had a similar dress to his own. And eventually, for those who couldn't leave their families and their homes, he founded in about 1221 a third order of brothers and sisters of penance. And that was a fraternity that would carry the principles of Franciscan life. The friars became more numerous and the order extended outside of Italy. The Franciscan order grew so much, he wrote Regula Prima, the first rule, in 1219. And two years later, Regula Segunda, the second rule. Now, Pope Honorius III approved it November 29th in 1223. Shortly thereafter, Francis retreated from all the external affairs. He died on October 3rd, 1226, at about 44 years old in Assisi. He was canonized July 16th, 1228, and now we celebrate feast day on October 4th. It wasn't until 1979 that Pope John Paul II recognized him as the patron saint of ecology. Some of the churches that St. Francis had repaired, the Church of San Damiano, he refurbished a chapel dedicated to St. Peter the Apostle, he restored the now-famous little chapel of St. Mary of the Angels. Another interesting facet to St. Francis is some of the mythology surrounding him. So not only did he care for the poor and the sick, but he actually preached sermons to animals, and he wanted all creatures on earth, including humans, to be treated as equals under God. Some of his sermons include stories about birds, fish, and rabbits. So I pulled up some of the more common stories. He and his companion were walking through the Spoleto Valley near the town, and Francis suddenly spotted a variety of birds. Instead of just letting them be, he actually ran after the birds because he was so excited to see them. And you would think the birds would fly off, but instead of scattering, they just watched him. And he said to the bird, My brother and sister birds, you should praise your creator and always love him. He gave you feathers for clothes, wings to fly, and all other things you need. The others stood in awe. From that day, he actually decided to speak to all animals. For example, one day they caught a rabbit in a trap. He talked to the rabbit and told him to be more aware of the environment and released him. Instead of leaving, the rabbit hopped on Francis's lap. So Francis brought it to the woods, set it down. 
And the rabbit kept following him. Another story is with fish. So when fish were caught, Francis would always throw them back in the water. And when he was in the boat, fish would be always around the sides and they'd be listening to him preach. Another popular mythology is with the wolf. There was a city of Gubbio, and it was said that people were being terrorized by this wolf. He was eating people. So Francis walked with a companion into the woods, and he met the wolf. He talked to the wolf, and then the wolf followed him into town. Francis explained to the townspeople that they shouldn't be afraid of the wolf, because the wolf wouldn't hurt anybody anymore. And apparently, the wolf never ate more people, and people actually tamed him and fed him for another two years. Another story is about lambs. Francis would see men at the market with lambs, and the lambs would be upset and bleating. Francis would ask him, why are you torturing them? And the men at the market would laugh, and they said, doesn't matter, they're going to be slaughtered. So Francis, instead of leaving that as is, he actually bought them. And apparently, at Portiancula, for many years, he had a tame lamb that followed him everywhere. And eventually, he gave the lamb to his friend Jacoba, where she wove things with the wool. And it is said that she even wove the habit in which St. Francis died. I hope you've enjoyed this Petsy Pod. His life was quite interesting to look into. There's so many sources for some of these saints, and it's really interesting to try to piece together the history versus the myths and the legends. And now we can celebrate feast day in our own way, with nature and animals all around us. You often see St. Francis in gardens to help attract insects and animals and help the garden flourish. Don't forget, you can find me on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at History A. You can also rate the podcast on iTunes or your podcasting platform of choice. Apparently it makes me findable, if that's even a word. And as usual, I have to thank my husband, Jamie, our plethora of kids, our family, our friends. Without them, I wouldn't be adventuring through history. Un grand merci.